97.9 The Hill. Eric Keck here with you in the studios, joined this morning by Victor Lewis to catch us up on what's trending in the world. Hello. Hello, that's right. Victor Lewis and Aaron Keck, the people who are always here at this time of day doing the exact same thing. Like clockwork, baby. It's time for us to talk about trends. Uh, I had two days off earlier this week, and they were delightful. I'm, I'm so delightful. I'm sure you did. I wouldn't know anything about that. I slept in and did nothing. I'm all, all about day. that grind, that hustle, that dog lives in me. That morning grind, Victor. Yes, that morning grind. <laughs> I'm all about that morning grind. Ooh, that's gorgeous. I need to make some new liners. But uh, I have some topics that I wanted to discuss with you today. Specifically, we're taking it old school. You want to talk about Darwin, you want to talk about Joe Biden. Which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Darwin. Okay, so for the past 18 years, a project has been underway to attempt to identify thousands of items in British naturalist Charles Darwin's expansive personal library. And this has identified so far 440 previously unknown titles that were in the scientist stacks. The inventory's home following his death counted well over 2,000 bound books, and then just like piles and piles of unbound volumes and pamphlets and I mean, I don't know if it's brochures necessarily, but like loose leaf paper right, that used to right. be how people actively communicated and stored information. Pamphlets mostly, yeah. As of right now, the catalog of his books is understood to be about 7,400 titles across 13,000 volumes. And it's a fun fact that at the time of his death, the valuation of this library came in at 66 pounds and 10 shillings, with, which I did adjust for inflation, which is about 4,000 pounds right. in today's money. This neglects the contemporary reality that these books are now worth so, so, so much more oh, I'm because sure, Charles yeah. Darwin owned them. But uh, And I presume if we're in the process of trying to identify what they were, these are books and pamphlets that otherwise would be lost to history, possibly? Maybe. Like there aren't multiple copies of them in just some library It's somewhere. more a question of rarity. It could have been a piece of literature that was disseminated among scientists at the time. Not an unknown piece of literature, but one that we haven't necessarily formally clocked and cataloged yet. Right. But that's the I reason that we're an unknown piece going of literature through it today. like this so we can make sure and cross-reference and try and identify as many things as possible. Identifying individual authors is also important. But this circles me back around to how many books do you have in your house? Not that many. Uh, well, yeah. I did many, many purchases. I used to have like multiple bookshelves with like books piled on the side because I had more books that can fit on my shelves. And over the years, I've like when I lived in apartments, I would move from one apartment to another, and every single time I would purge a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And now mm-hmm. I'm down to two pretty lean bookshelves. So I might have still, still a lot, but maybe like. I'll say no more than 200 books, probably 150, thereabouts. I definitely have a lot of books. Similar to you, every time I've moved, I've purged a little bit more. And I am fascinated by the concept of a personal library, Mm. mostly because I like being able to lend things out. I know the quote from Battlestar Galactica that's probably a quote from somewhere else is just like, "I, I never lend books, just take it. Just take that book. That's your book now. Right, right. I don't necessarily subscribe to that because I do want it back. (laughs) (laughs) But that's because the books that I've decided to hold on to over the years have been ones that I'm actively proud to have in my local library. Agreed. That is mine, that I get to curate and take care of. I feel like it's, it's 
just as much an expression of me as making a mixtape or something. If you look over my bookshelf and the things I've chosen to keep, yep. I would hope that that would give you a pretty decent picture of, of what I'm about. 100% agree with that. And and who I am as a person and like what I the the knowledge and the insights that I have collected over the years that like really internalized and they they form a they they form my worldview like those are the books that i want to keep yeah yeah i mean i also just want to keep the ones that i really like and the ones that i really yeah. like but like the, the really good insights come out of those too like catch 22 i love that book and it it affected the way i see the world when i was you know 17 yeah and it's something that you can keep thinking about and if you own a physical copy with a minimal amount of effort and resistance you can impart that experience upon someone else and i think that's really neat but reading about darwin's personal library of thousands of books kind of got me thinking about my own and uh how i think my valuation might be a uh, a little less than what Darwin's is, but definitely more than 66 pounds and 10 shillings. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, why is this trending now of all times? Because this study is ongoing and a cool journalist from the National University of Singapore decided to write about it. Gotcha. And I got to read about it and it was neat.